Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Joe Ryan Eagle has this Friday off as he celebrates a birthday tomorrow. I'm Jason Minix out at Ferris Stadium where tonight we have Reagan and Brandeis in our high school game of the week. Great weekend of college football and let's talk some college football with Mike Golick Jr. who joins us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line doing the great podcast now, the uh, uh, Golick, uh, Gojo and Golick podcast on DraftKings and doing so many other great things including something with our friends from Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds which Mike I think you're perfect for with the uh, pig skin hero of the week award that they're doing it really was a perfect marriage of flavors here and that is pun fully intended appreciate you guys having me but no it's, it's been fun you know when when they approached me and said hey we want to do something involving pork rinds and trench players in college football i really felt like everything else in my career had been a lead up to this moment where now i can help hand out the pork rinds.com pigskin hero of the week eventually the pigskin hero of the year and shine a light on the big boys because as a reformed fat guy now I have an affinity for all of the beef doing great things in college football, and that's what this is all about. So it's been a ton of fun, there's no doubt. And they're a great sponsor of all our high school football coverage and Radio Row and, and have been a partner of this station for years. And, you know, when they were saying that they wanted to do this and with you, I was like, that's perfect, man. I mean, because, you know, I say, and I was talking about this earlier, more on the NFL side of things with Mike McCarthy talking about how their offensive line schemes all changed. And that's one of the reasons why the Cowboys don't run. the ball. I don't know how to grade an offensive line other than if I see a guy helping up his quarterback when he's been sacked I know that guy missed an assignment when you watch offensive line play because you you know that position extremely well from a Cowboys perspective what's wrong with their offensive line because it grades well like on pro football focus yeah I would say there's very little like I think the Cowboys scheme changed a lot from last year to this year overall and the things that Mike McCarthy does around them too it puts a little more onus on them inside because there's less movement before the snap, right? I always explain it like this. All that pre-snap motion that you get, it's like when you're driving down the road and an animal cuts across the road. What do you do? You tap your brakes. All that motion is getting the defensive guys to tap their brakes a little bit. And so my job as the offensive line, a little easier getting up to a linebacker, a little easier getting over and reaching a defensive lineman who might be peeking the field, who's looking at all that eye candy that we're presenting. Because when you look at the Cowboys group, yeah, they've been a little bit banged up at left tackle. Obviously, Tyron Smith the last couple of years has been in and out of the lineup. But Tyler Beattis, when he's healthy, he's been a really rock-solid center. And you might have one of the best guard tandems in all of football right now with Zach Martin and Tyler Smith and what those guys have been able to do. And so I, I do look at that group specifically and say it, it's really got a lot of talent. And as some of it's starting to age out, the Cowboys have scouted that position as well or better than almost anybody in pro football. And Tyler Smith's another example of that. 
And yet they still have trouble running the ball as Mike Golick Jr. joins us here on the Blitz. College football, I know you just got off a plane. What game do you have this weekend? Heading down to Athens, got Missouri and Georgia. So a, a really interesting battle that I'm sure before the season a lot of people wouldn't have said 7-1 and one Missouri would be heading to Georgia with a chance to overtake them in the SEC East race this year as Georgia debuts at number two in the college football playoff poll. So it's a huge credit to Eli Drinkwitz and what they've been able to do with that program. They've got a great quarterback in Brady Cook who is going to try and go and dissect one of the toughest math problems to solve in college football is how to get over on a Georgia defense that's incredibly gifted schematically. Kirby Smart, one of the best defensive minds in the sport, but also has otherworldly talent like we've seen go through into the NFL draft for the last several seasons. And you mentioned number two in that playoff uh, ranking. The Texas Longhorns debuted at number seven. I know you were at the uh, Texas-Alabama game. As Sark says, best road win in the country this year. Are, are you Were you surprised that, that Oregon in that first playoff ranking was one ahead of the Longhorns? Um, I was more surprised that the Longhorns are ranked ahead of Oklahoma, if I'm being honest, just because of the way that that game went. I understand that Oklahoma had the loss more recently since, but uh, no, I, I think Oregon right now has looked like one of the best teams in college football, and we know the formula for the playoff committee is always this weird blend of best versus most deserving, and so seeing Washington and Oregon in that 5-6 hole wasn't surprising to me because for Washington... You had a great win at home, but since then you've kind of limped through this, and Oregon's gone out here and blitzed everybody most recently. And I think there is some recency bias for the committee. That last taste you left in their mouth was Oregon going out and plucking the wings off a Utah team at home where they had been vicious. We had watched them take USC apart the week prior, and so uh, I wasn't surprised with that, but I was a little bit surprised that head-to-head seemed to matter almost everywhere but Texas and Oklahoma. Well, I think, like you said, they lost to Kansas, and they struggled with Central Florida, and I don't know if that's good or bad for Texas because, you know, it feels like for a decade, Joe Tessitore has been telling us that Texas is back. Uh, You saw him in person. (laughs) Do you think Texas is back? Uh, I think Texas is is as close as they're going to get, right? Like, I think back is, in a lot of people's minds, oh, Texas is going to win the national championship year. I don't know if they're that, but they're absolutely a playoff team this season i picked them to be in my final four at the beginning of the season because you looked at what sark had been able to build in the trenches along both sides we know he can design offense steve sarkeesian is one of the best play callers this sport has he's so inventive with how he uses pre-snap shifts and motions all these things to help out his quarterbacks you knew quinn ewers was super talented all these things but we had seen them really bolster and recruit well in the trenches some of the guys that they had brought along like devondre sweat on the defensive side that really were the difference in that Alabama game, not just the big plays that we saw. And so, yeah, I I think Texas is back to being more sustainable now if they can keep that up in that one area in particular because we've seen as the SEC has dominated college football in the last decade, so much of it has been about their ability to recruit not just quality but depth along the lines of scrimmage. And for, and for Texas, a tough one tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. kickoff against Kansas State. I think if they get by that one, they'll end up getting Oklahoma again in the Big 12 championship game. I want to talk about Texas A&M for a minute. As, as Lane said, best 5-3 and three team maybe in the, in the country. Jimbo recruits well, and you know there are a lot of people unhappy, ready to write him a big old check to go away. Why does it seem Texas A&M every year just kind of turns into this bland football team they're they're nice but they're not that yet 
Yeah, I think, you know, this year was complicated because we knew the thing made was obviously an injury at the quarterback position, but I think it all boils down to, uh, listen, we perceive Jimbo Fisher to be the kind of coach that he is in large part because of recruiting ability, but also when you look at the strength of the accomplishments at Florida State, how much of that now do we look in retrospect and say it's like Jameis Winston and some really top-quality players on an all-time offense especially that maybe made us think of Jimbo Fisher a little bit more highly as an offensive mind than we have now. It's also college football has changed a ton since then. What you ask of the quarterback position has changed a ton. The way we organize and think of innovation has all changed a lot, and I don't know if especially on the offensive side of the football, Texas A&M has kept up with that despite all the talent they've got around. And so it's been a fascinating situation to watch them try and put it together. And unfortunately for everybody in College Station, fail at that thus far relative to the expectations because when you pay them that kind of money and you recruit as well as they do, being 5-3 and three right now is never going to be something that people are going to allow as acceptable. And they've got Ole Miss on the road tomorrow as we visit with Mike Golick Jr. here on the Blitz. Um, what do you make of what's going on with Harbaugh and Michigan and everything that uh, uh, all, all this drama? Uh, I mean, as a as a Notre Dame type, I'm sure you've got a very interesting perspective. I, I mean, I, I think it's just more like quintessentially college football, and in a lot of ways, in college football, I think in the NIL era, right seeing the dollar amounts that are now traded and bantered around publicly for what players are worth to these universities has been eye-opening if you didn't already know and understand that there was all these under-the-table dealings going on for people. And now people are learning about, you know, we got the reports today from On3 that there are sources telling Michigan uh, reporters that apparently they've got stuff that links private investigators back to, you know, Ryan Day's family or back to Ohio State somehow. And all of this is just so uniquely big-time college football but it's the stuff you never really see talked about in public. That's been the most surprising part is there's usually this idea of honor amongst thieves all around college football where everybody knows everyone's kind of trying to look for an edge. Everyone's probably doing something that someone more discerning might look at and view as cheating. But they all understand that they're throwing stones from glass houses, and so rarely do you have other universities, other schools, other coaches as vocal as we've seen some in the last few weeks here around this Michigan situation, and I think what it's going to get us is more things like this where you keep tugging at threads, and all of a sudden, you're going to find probably a bunch more schools doing something similar or something that would be in violation of the rules, because now Michigan's going to start to point the gun back at other people. So I've just been fascinated to see how willing people have been to talk publicly about this when normally everyone keeps their mess behind closed doors because they all know they're cleaning up some of their own. Absolutely. And I keep trying to figure out, does Jim Harbaugh survive this, or is he like Bill Self in Kansas basketball and end up with an extension? Uh, It sounds like the extension is going to happen. I know there have been reports of Michigan withdrawing all this stuff, but I I really, again, I look at so much of this situation and I go, all right, top end for them, because the Big Ten, we know, uh, uh, Tony Fertitti's got a really difficult task ahead of him, the new Big Ten commissioner of are they going to do anything? Are they going to suspend Jim Harbaugh in all this season? Would they even go as far as to try and keep them out of the Big Ten championship game? I don't know. But we saw with those basketball probes, it's forever for the NCAA to actually do something in a situation like this. And so signing Jim Harbaugh to an extension, that wouldn't seem prohibitive to me because if they go out there and get the job done like they're absolutely capable of this season, the sands of time are going to erase all of this. And if you're Michigan, you've seen the formula from the likes of Bill Self, Kansas basketball, a lot of the college hoops.
stuff, eventually you can come out the other side and get through this if that's how you want to get down. Mike Golick, Jr. from the Gojo and Golick podcast on DraftKings. You can find it everywhere on YouTube. Great show. Miss Evan, uh, you guys on, on the network. Um, and you're de- teamed up with Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds, which, you know, I've been a fan of for years, and they've supported us in a long way. And I love the Pigskin Hero uh, Award. For people that aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about the award and your involvement with it. Yeah, so I am, I'm proud to kind of be, uh, you know, the liaison, the ambassador for all these large lads doing great things. Porkrinds.com is handing out their Pigskin Hero of the Week. So every week, you can go to porkrinds.com slash pigskinhero and vote for the best offensive or defensive lineman who's made a big-time play over the course of the season. We've seen guys from all over college football. You know, I'm getting ready to cover Georgia this weekend. Cedric Van Pran Granger, their great center, who's going to be a future NFL guy, was one of the recent winners and recipients of the award. Each of these players gets a custom-made trophy. They get a whole gift pack of great, delicious pork rinds, and they get their story put up on the website for everyone to see. So you guys can head there. You can see the stories of the past winners. And while you're there, you can also vote. Any of the weekly winners are eligible to be named at the end of the season. The porkrinds.com is getting here with me. Yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. It's cool. It's cool. It, it, it is very cool, and it's right. Now, I mean, in the pork rinds, I mean, what goes better with pigskin than, than oh. pigskins? They're so good. The pasilla chili cheese are, are my favorite. That's it. Even when you're cooking with them, like I do a grill uh, grill shrimp where I use pork rinds as the breading, uh, that pasilla chili cheese, it is fantastic, Mike. Uh, good stuff, man. Keep up with the award. I love checking them out every weekend with what you're doing with those guys. Appreciate it. No, it's great stuff. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Mike Golick, Jr. here on the Blitz as he joins us on the Buyer's Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.